With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to the Roam Around the League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roam. Today's episode, I'll be going through my seventh mock draft of the offseason. We're about two weeks away from the draft, and speculation is running rampant. A lot of talk on who San Francisco trade up for at number three, and who will be the first non-quarterback taken. No one really knows that the team personnel in the building, but I'm going to try to do my best to make some predictions. With all that being said, here we go. At number one, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking quarterback Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Not going to harp too much on this like I found on previous podcasts. Trevor Lawrence is definitely the pick. Generational type quarterback talents come out and Jacksonville Jaguars are going to jump at him at pick number one. At number two, the New York Jets. Since they traded Sam Donald last week to the Carolina Panthers, quarterback is definitely the direction they're going. And all signs point to quarterback Zach Wilson from BYU. He had an amazing pro day, had an amazing junior season, obviously playing against lower level competition, but you can see all the traits there on tape physically. And, you know, I think it can translate well to the NFL. And number three, at the San Francisco 49ers, taking quarterback Mac Jones from Alabama. Now, this is not the pick that I would make if I was a team. I don't think you trade two first round picks to go up to get a guy like Mac Jones. No disrespect to Mac Jones. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL, but not the high ceiling guys like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. You know, Mac Jones is definitely more of a drop back quarterback, pocket type of guy. One, two, three, gets the ball out. Again, nothing wrong with that. Just not the more flashy pick. And I think Shanahan, you know, a lot of people are connecting the docs because Jones, you know, is similar to a Kirk Cousins type of quarterback that he liked in Washington or even Matt Ryan in Atlanta that he had the year they went to the Super Bowl. But doesn't mean he doesn't like a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance as well, just because those guys are similar to Robert Griffin III, and he had all the success that Kyle Shanahan had in 2012 with RG3 in Washington. So I think for the sake of this, all the signs are pointing to Mac Jones, but again, they could be throwing everyone off. You know, I think there's so much, you know, steam towards Mac Jones being the pick that it almost seems like it's not going to be the pick. So for the sake of this mock, I'm going to give them Mac Jones and have them have him, I guess, sit behind a year for Jimmy Garoppolo and have him take over in 2022. At number four, I have a mock trade with the Patriots coming up from 15 to four to get quarterback Justin Fields from Ohio State. You know, Fields is reminiscent of a guy like Cam Newton a little bit. I think Cam's going to be their starter this year. You're going to have Fields learn behind him, you know, take over in 2022. Fields has a lot of potential, but a guy that needs to sit and develop. Two years of starting experience at Ohio State, definitely still some role. Tendencies to his game, though, gets flustered by pressure, makes some decisions that throws the ball at the back foot and throws the ball into situations that, you know, lead to turnovers. So, but all the potential is there. Fields can be definitely a good starting quarterback in the NFL. So I have him going to the Patriots here in this mock trade to pick number four. And number five is Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I think they can't go wrong any way they go. I think they can go with Penny Sewell, tackle from Oregon to protect Joe Burrow or get him a weapon like a Jamar Chase from LSU, who was his teammate at LSU, who I think is my lead. Definitely my number one wide receiver in this draft class. And then, or they go Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. You know, tight end's more of a need for them than wide receiver, considering they already have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and even Auden Tate to a lesser extent. Uh, but, you know, Kyle Pitts, I think, is going to be the pick here, just because I think, like I said, it is more of a position of need, and Pitts is right there with Chase as the best non-quarterback in this draft. 
And I think Pitts would be a hell of a weapon for Burrow to have going forward. And number six of the Miami Dolphins jumping on wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU. You know, I think Miami's going to take whoever Cincinnati doesn't when it comes to wide receiver or Jamar Chase or tight end Kyle Pitts. Like I said, Chase is my number one wide receiver in this class. Absolute beast. Love the guy. Love the way he competes. Great body control in 50-50 situations. Tear after the catch. Again, I can't say enough glowing things about Jamar Chase. And number seven, I have the Detroit Lions go with wide receiver Devontae Smith from Alabama. The Heisman winner will be a great pick for the Detroit Lions at pick seven. They definitely badly need a number one wide receiver after Kenny Galladay left in free agency to the New York Giants. And Devontae Smith would be a welcome target for Jared Goff. And number eight, I have a big mock trade coming up here. I have the Washington football team coming up from 21, excuse me, 19 to 8 to get quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State. There's been a lot of rumors here that Trey Lance is a guy that Washington really likes and might be willing to go get him if he, if he falls into a range that Washington is willing to trade up for. Really, really highly doubt he's going to last at 19. So, you know, if you get to number 8, you jump Denver, who could potentially take quarterback. And I think Trey Lance would be worth it. Again, I'm going to talk more about this at the end of the mock. But he's a guy that, again, could sit behind Fitzpatrick, has all the talent in the world, and could be you know, the number two quarterback in this class it's all said and done uh, when it comes to their career after Trevor Lawrence. And number nine are the Denver Broncos taking tackle Penny Sewell from Oregon. And the Broncos could still go corner here even after they picked up Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller. But I think at Penny Sewell, they have a great left tackle or right tackle the way Garrett Bowles played last year. He locked down the left side, but Sewell could play right tackle. You know, Juwan James has been the right tackle last couple of years, but he's been injured. You know, Penny Sewell can be an all-pro offensive lineman. I think he'd be a great pick for Denver to protect Drew Locke to give him time to throw those great weapons that he has in Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton Jerry Judy, you know, guys like that. And number 10, I have the Dallas Cowboys taking cornerback Patrick Sertan the second from Alabama. Dallas badly needs secondary help. I don't think that's a secret. I think if Penny Sewell's on the board here, I think that he's a going to be in consideration for them as well. But Sertan's the top corner in this class. Had an amazing pro day. To go along with his tape, really true shutdown corner that I think Dallas really, really needs, and someone they can pair with Trayvon Diggs, another fellow Alabama player. At number 11, I have the New York Giants taking linebacker Micah Parsons from Penn State. Parsons arguably is the best defensive player in this class. His tape in 2019 was amazing. You know, 100, almost 100, over 110 tackles. Guy that can rush the quarterback as well. Um, pretty good against the run, but definitely better, you know, rushing the passer actually from a linebacker position. But Micah Parsons, he has had some off-field concerns. That's why I think he could even drop far, farther than this, even with him being the best defensive player in this class, in my opinion, or you know, top two at least. But if the Giants, you know, look past that and think that he's a quality fit for them, you know, Micah Parsons would be a really good pick for them. At number twelve, the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them taking wide receiver Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Get Jalen Hurts, a former teammate that he had at Alabama. Jalen Waddle is electrifying with the ball in his hands. Probably a 4-2-5 guy if he was able to run his 40. Can be a number one receiver in the NFL he, as he developed his route tree. But again, the guy that can get the ball in his hands in a myriad of ways. And Philly battling these weapons. Um, I could also look for them going for a cornerback here. Like J.C. Horn or Caleb Farley. They definitely seem secondary help. Or linebacker if Micah Parsons is available as well. But in this scenario, Jalen Waddle will be the pick. And number 13, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Taking Rashawn Slater. Tackle from Northwestern. He's a guy that can play guard as well, but I think he can hold up on the left side in the NFL. They definitely need some more protection for Justin Herbert. They signed a guy like Corey Lindsey in free agency at center. But they definitely need some more help on the blind side for Justin Herbert to get the ball in the hands of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and 
Austin Eckler and guys like that. So they need some protection to protect their franchise quarterback going forward. And Slater, I think, will be a quality pick for the Los Angeles Chargers. And number 14 of the Minnesota Vikings going left tackle as well and taking Christian Derrishaw from Virginia Tech. The Vikings cut Riley Reef this, this past offseason. And they have a whole left tackle now. And Derrishaw is a guy that I think is going to be a quality left tackle in this league. He might take some time to develop. He's much better against in the run game so far as opposed to the pass game to just being the run-heavy offense that Virginia Tech had. But Derrishaw is a guy that I think is, again, going to be a quality left tackle in the NFL. I think he can start from day one for Minnesota Vikings and a guy that can, you know, open up holes for Dalvin Cook. At 15 in this mock trade with the Atlanta Falcons on the clock here now, I'm going to have them going with cornerback J.C. Horn from South Carolina. J.C. Horn is right there with Caleb Farley as the number two quarterback in this draft. He's going to probably get the leg up here being healthy. Farley has a lot of injuries currently. But J.C. Horn has the bloodlines of being the son of former NFL receiver Joe Horn. He's great in man coverage, good ball skills, had a really nice game against Georgia this past year. And I think J.C. Horn would be a quality pick for Atlanta to pair with A.J. Terrell going forward. And number 16, you have the Arizona Cardinals taking wide receiver Kadarius Toney from Florida. I think the Cardinals could also go Caleb Farley here at corner. They need some help at corner after Patrick Peterson left in free agency. But they definitely need some wide receiver help as well, I think. I mean, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the NFL. But Christian Kirk was in unpredictable last year. Had some good games, had some down games. AJ Green was a nice you know, signing on a one-year deal, but no guarantee what he has left. He's been down the last couple years with injuries and just not his normal quality level of play. But Kadarius Tooney is a guy that... I think is a guy that Cliff Kingsbury would really like to have in his offense. Gadget guy, very reminiscent of a new Washington ball player, Curtis Samuel, a guy that can play a little running back, a receiver, very shifty with the ball in his hands. I think Tony would be a really nice pick for Arizona Cardinals. At 17, the Las Vegas Raiders selecting Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. The Raiders are completely makeshifting their offensive line this offseason, trading Rodney Hudson, trading Gabe Jackson, trading Trent Brown. So they have three, you know, big holes to fill in that offensive line now. They did sign Colton Miller to an extension to be a left tackle, but Elijah Vera Tucker could play guard or tackle. He's a guy they can put in. He's going to be a starter at one of those five spots. Very quality player. Played left tackle this past year for USC and held up well. But I think the Raiders can pick him and just put him anywhere they'd like on that offensive line. Number 18 of the Miami Dolphins taking Edgerster Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Miami could use some password and help after trading Shaq loss in this pass off with this offseason for Benarnik McKinney from the Houston Texans they could use some help going with uh, Emmanuel Ogba on the other side Pity Pay has a lot of potential I think he's a top, could be a 10 sack guy in the NFL you know he's the first edge rusher to come off the board here but I think he could be a quality player for the Miami Dolphins at 19 now with the Carolina Panthers after the mock trade for Washington coming up to 8 I have Carolina taking cornerback Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech I think Farley, talent-wise, is a top 10, a top 15 player, but he's had a myriad of injuries at Tech. He tore his ACL, and now he's dealing with a back injury, opt out this past year due to COVID, but Farley has tremendous talent. Another guy that can be a true shutdown corner in the NFL. You know, Carolina did just sign A.J. Boye, but to a two-year deal. They have Dante Jackson, but he's a free agent after this year. So Farley can be a guy that can be the number one corner going forward and pairing that secondary with the Dante Jackson and Jeremy Chin at safety and can be a nice pick for the Carolina Panthers. At number 20, I have the Chicago Bears taking wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. They've made a play for Kenny Galladay even after Allen Robinson signed his franchise tag. So I think receiver, they're definitely still in the wide receiver market. Terrace Marshall had a really nice year this year, stepping in for Jamar Chase, who opted out, and Justin Jefferson, who went 
you know, in the first round last year, and he was held his own as a number one target in that LSU offense before opting back out due to COVID. I think he has number one wide receiver traits, a guy that can eventually take over for Allen Robinson because I don't think Allen Robinson is there for the long haul. And Marshall can be a guy that the new Chicago quarterback, Andy Dalton, whoever it is for the future, can count on going forward. And number 21, I have the Indianapolis Colts taking Ed Rusher, Gregory Rousseau from Miami. Currently, Justin Houston is still a free agent, and they might still resign him. But either way, they could get some youth here going with Gregory Rousseau. He's a guy that had 15 and a half sacks in 2019. He opted out in 2020, though. And he's a guy the Colts can use in that defense. It's already, you know, pretty solid. But get another good edge rusher and can take it to another level. At 22 are the Tennessee Titans, taking cornerback Greg Newsom the second from Northwestern. Titans cut Adoree Jackson in this offseason. They actually cut a lot of players on secondary, Kenny Vaccaro, among others. So they could use some secondary help. Greg Newsom is a guy that can be a good starting solid corner in the NFL, really fast guy at Northwestern, good ball skills, and a guy that Tennessee could use to help make up for that production loss from Adoree Jackson. And number 23, I have the New York Jets selecting running back Najee Harris from Alabama. After picking Zach Wilson number two in this mock draft, they get him a number one running back in Najee Harris, a guy that has a tremendous college career at Alabama, had his best year this past year with 26 touchdowns, and really improved as a wide receiver out of the backfield. He's a guy that they can count on to be their three down back in New York, and a guy that can take off pressure of Zach Wilson going forward. At number 24, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame. They had Devin Bush, he's coming off a torn ACL. I don't think it's going to factor too much in his long-term you know, capability, but pairing him with Jeremiah Wilson-Cormo will be a big boon for that Pittsburgh defense. They could definitely go secondary help here too because they've lost some guys in the at the cornerback in the cornerback room. But pairing Jeremiah Wilson-Cormo with a guy like Devin Bush can be you know one of the best linebacker duos in the NFL. You know, reminiscent of Tampa Bay's Devin White and uh, Levante David you know combo. So Cormo, I love the guy. He can play in the slot too. Really fast guy. Only 215, he might put some more weight on the NFL, especially in a 3-4 defense if he goes to Pittsburgh. But he's a guy that's an ultimate chess piece in the defense. At 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking safety Trayvon Morag from TCU. He's a guy that can pair with Rayshon Jenkins, who they just signed from the Los Angeles Chargers, be the, to be that center fielder type, free safety in the middle of the field. Another guy that has great ball skills. Good amount of pass breakups this past year, go along with three interceptions. So Morag is a guy... That I know is a playmaker in that back end. It could be, I think, definitely the top free safety in this draft class. At 26, I have Cleveland Browns going with linebacker Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. He's a guy that had a great year last year, winning the Negursi Award, I think it was. He had four over four sacks, four interceptions, four forced fumbles. The only guy in FB, FBS to do that this past year. He's a guy that can, you know, really improve that back seven or front seven, excuse me. They can also go to edge rusher here, but it looks like science pointing to them signing Jadavion Clowney. So that would kind of pair that with Miles Garrett and kind of take away that need for them going forward. But Zayvon Collins would be a great pick for them and a linebacker core that could definitely use some talent. And number 27, I have the Baltimore Ravens taking edge rusher Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. He had eight sacks this past year. He had a great pro day, like many other guys this draft cycle. But you know, Ojolari is a guy that Baltimore needs on that edge rusher after losing from they, they brought back Brunel McPhee and Tyson Bowser, but they lost uh, Yannick Ngakwe and Matt Jonon from the New to and he left for the New England Patriots. So they definitely need some help on that edge rusher position. Aziz Ujolari is a guy that has a lot of potential. Love his measurables. Fast guy. He ran like a 4-4-5 at the combine, and he'd be really nice for, for that Baltimore Ravens defense. 
At 28, I have the New Orleans Saints going with wide receiver Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. They cut Emmanuel Sanders this offseason due to uh, salary cap concerns. They need someone that can help out Mike Thomas. Um, he had a coming off a down year, injury ridden year for the Saints. They can need to get more weapons for Jameis Winston going forward. You know, Elijah Moore is a really fast guy, a really good slot receiver at Ole Miss that has a lot of talent. Love his uh, route running and is a guy that just can really take the pressure off Mike Thomas in that wide receiver room. At 29, I have the Green Bay Packers going with wide receiver Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. You know, the Packers could definitely use some receiver help on opposite of Devontae Adams. They have a few nice pieces, whether it be Alan Lazard or Martez Valdez Scantling, but Bateman is a guy that has high ceiling, could be a number one receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Reminds me of an Allen Robinson type, good route, good route runner at 6'2. Love the way he breaks off his routes, good ball skills. Um, and yeah, I like that he plays a slot as well. So I think Bateman would be a really nice pick for the Packers. At 30, you have the Buffalo Bills going with Ed Rusher, Jalen Phillips from UCLA. Excuse me, Miami. He started at UCLA. Um, he's a guy that also has a lot of injury concerns. He wasn't able to go to the combine rechecks or medical checks last week because he had COVID. But he's a guy that you know, really showed what he could do at Miami last year. Was a top recruit coming out of high school and he went to UCLA. The Bills need some infusion of youth on at that edge position. Jerry Hughes is getting up there in age. Mario Addison is as well. But Phillips can be a guy that can take over for them one day. At 31, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. They cut Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, so everyone knows he needs a tackle. It looks like Mike Remmers might be their right tackle. But Tevin Jenkins is an absolute mauler in the run game and a guy that I think can develop into a really nice blindside protector for Patrick Mahomes. At 32 of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they definitely go best player available. They brought back everyone they could in free agency, minus Antonio Brown so far. I have been tempted maybe going to quarterback here and getting Davis Mills from Stanford, a guy that's really risen up draft boards recently. But I'm going to stick with the same pick I've had in the last couple mocks. I'm going to defensive tackle Christian Barmore from Alabama. He's a guy that had eight sacks last year and eventually can replace Anamik and Sue in that 3-4 front. And a guy that would pair very nicely with Vita Bea for them in the future. After that pick, so I'm going to give you two guys that I like on day two that you know you guys should keep an eye on. Maybe for watching Bull team or any other you know teams that fans that listen to this podcast. I, I like UNC wide receiver Diami Brown. You know, he was a great player at North Carolina these last years, had over a thousand yards each season and averaged twenty yards over average over twenty yards a catch in both years. He reminds me of Stephon Diggs. I love the way he gets off the line of scrimmage. Kind of built the same type of way, solid route runner, four four speed. Um, and he's a guy that's kind of going flew on draft boards as well. I thought originally he was going to be around a round four player. Now I think he's going to be a day two pick, whether it be second or third round. But Diami Brown is a guy that I really like out of North Carolina. Another guy is cornerback Eric Sose from Georgia. He had a great pro day running a sub 4-4. Loved his film this past year. He had a really nice game against Florida. Had a pick six against Kyle Trask in that game. Read the route beautifully. He wasn't even his man, but he broke on it. Uh, to make the play and take it to the house and you know give some Georgia some of that momentum in that game ultimately they lost but Stokes is a guy that I love his speed good man man to man pace uh, capability and good hands and you know definitely you want to have a corner that can have all those skills so to be a nice starting quarterback in the NFL I think he's a second round player for sure and next I'm going to talk about the Washington football team's options at 19 and in this mock draft, I have them trading up for Trey Lance. Um, you know, that's based off some what you know people are saying in here. I think Trey Lance is the obvious guy. I think Washington would go after. He's a guy that needs to sit. He'd be perfect behind Fitzpatrick for a year, maybe even two. If that's the side, if that's the way they want to go. But Trey, I love his pocket presence for a guy that only had, I think, 
13 or 14 starts in the college level, especially being in the Division II level with North Dakota State. But a guy that is only going to get better. If he can sit behind Fitzpatrick, who's a you know gritty veteran, everyone knows, has been through been through the ring or seen it all. You know, if they have Trey Lance there in that building, I, I think he would really soak up everything Fitz can give him. And I think Trey left his running capability, ran over a thousand yards this past one well, 2019 before they didn't have football season in 2020 due to COVID. But love his arm skills, arm strength. I really think he could, you know, end up being when all of a sudden done the second best quarterback coming out of this class. So if he drops that eight to twelve range, I think Washington definitely could consider it. I don't think he's in play at four if that's where they think they need to go get him. I don't think they're going to go up that high. But I think once you get to eight or nine, I think you know that could be a potential talk where they have to go up and get Trey. You know, in this instance. They definitely have to give a first-round pick from getting 19 to 18. Obviously, 19 and probably first-round pick next year, along with additional picks, whether it be a second-round pick this year or a third-round pick. Maybe they try to throw in a player, whether it be in the defensive line front, considering they're not going to be able to pay those guys eventually anyways. Yeah, Nidus, Ionitis has another year left on his deal. Jonathan Allen's going into his last year. Throwing Payne has two years left with a fifth-year option. Obviously, Montez and Chase, eventually they're going to have to maybe give – get rid of those guys for some capital just because they're not going to be able to trade all of them, excuse me, uh, keep all of them and assign them to an extension. So maybe that's a guy they look to parlay into a pick, you know, a higher draft up to get a guy like Trey Lance in this draft. But if the second 19, I really don't think quarterback is an option. None of those guys are going to be there. I think wide receiver is still very much in play. I think it's well known even with them being the reported interest from John Kime about Nikhil Harry. So I think they're still looking for an upgrade. I think Nikhil Harry would be a good pick for them. But if they like a guy at 20, whether it be Kadarius Tooney, which I think kind of might be redundant because he does kind of remind me of Curtis Samuel, but a guy like if they like Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, you know, I see those guys can be, I think they would be willing, you know, good picks at 19 or maybe they trade down a few spots and take a guy like that. Obviously tackles in play. Christian Darishaw from J-Tech, I really like. He's my number two tackle in this class behind Penny Sewell. If a guy like Rashawn Slater is there, definitely would be a good pick. Don't think he'll be there. Elijah Vera Tucker is more of a guard, but I think he definitely can play tackle as well. So he, if he's in, he could be in play there. Even a Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. I like Jenkins closer to the 25 to 30 range, but you know, I wouldn't you know be too upset if they pick him at 19. And then obviously Trayvon Moore is another guy with like a free safety. Who's a team? Seems like this team is looking for a free safety. I think Moore would be a perfect pairing with Cam Curl and Orlando Collins going forward. And linebacker-wise, you have three options, whether it be Zayvon Collins from Tulsa, and maybe a Jamin Davis from Kentucky. Seems like he's getting a lot of steam up. Another guy that has great 4-4 speed, sideline-to-sideline ability. But I, I think Jeremiah Wusukormo would be the really number one target for me. Getting a linebacker if they, so they pick a 19. You know, JOK is a guy, like I said, that can play in the slot. Held his own in the slot with his speed. Um, definitely could play almost like a nickel role, kind of like the Cam Curl played last year before he took over for strong safety when Landon Collins got hurt. J.O.K., love his versatility, three-down linebacker, a guy that would just thrive behind that defensive line. So right now, he kind of be my leader in the clubhouse at 19, if they say at 19. But obviously, with a couple weeks to go, a lot of things can change. But with that, this will conclude this mock draft episode. Before ending this episode, I would like to announce the Roman Run League podcast, joining the Empire Media Network. I am so incredibly excited and thankful for the opportunity. It's an honor to be associated with Graham Weinstein and John Kime, among others. I can't wait to put out more content, content and grow this experience. I hope you enjoy this edition of the pod. You can follow me at Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanAroundTheLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening, 
please rate, subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.